someone who's, say I'm just finding a podcast for the first time and I want to interact in some way, the easiest way for me to do that is in the quickest way for me to do that without having to go search and find the community or find the Facebook group or the circle community or whatever to ask that question or to interact. And so I think that it can't hurt in having this availability. There's no way to have a back and forth conversation, which is why I think this does not replace those communities. But I think it is a starting point. And having that in your podcast, verbally saying, if you want to join in on the conversation, go to XYZ, let people know where to go that can help as well. And not just leaving that for the end either. Having that throughout the episode can be really beneficial. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. This week, we are doing something a little different. I have asked my team to join me in answering some of the questions that they had based on my last episode. So in my last solo episode, we talked about podcast reviews and how important those reviews actually are or aren't for our podcasts. And during that, I may have skimmed over some very important things that I did not realize I was skimming over. So this is a follow-up to that conversation. In this episode, we're going to talk through Spotify's leaving a rating and how to leave reviews on episodes or have questions and answers on episodes or have polls where to find how to engage with your audience on Spotify via those ways. And then we talk through some things that Spotify has mentioned as podcasters needing to pay attention to as we gear up for the 2023 wrap, which if you don't know what that is, that is where everyone on social media shares what they've listened to on Spotify, what music they like, what genres they're listening to, how long they've been listening to music, how many hours they spent listening, all of that information. Last year, Spotify added podcast listening to that. So we'll have links for everything mentioned in the show notes. So be sure to look at that for Spotify's checklist. And then we also discuss very briefly Apple podcast reviews and a way that if that is a goal of yours, how you could potentially get more reviews. So please join me in welcoming my team to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking through some additional things based on our previous solo episode where I talked about are ratings and reviews important? And I have my team on here today. Just going to introduce them a little bit. And then we're going to get into a little more depth of that topic as well as any questions that they have that I'm sure you guys have as well. So welcome, Jessica. Jess, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Jessica. I am Alicia's executive assistant and lead audio editor with Galati Media. And yeah, happy to be here. And we also have Sarah. You'll remember her from our YouTube episode. We'll make sure that we link that in the show notes as well. But Sarah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, 
I'm Sarah. I am also an audio editor and also the video editor on the Galati Media team, and I'm happy to be back. Yay. All right. So I'm going to jump right in. We're going to be talking specifically about the Spotify ratings and reviews, and then we'll move on to some updates to Spotify and a little Spotify checklist that they've recently come out with. And then we'll move on to Apple Podcast ratings and reviews. So for Spotify, they do not have actual reviews available right now for people to leave reviews on podcasts. But they do have some really interesting features that you can use if a lot of your listeners are on Spotify. There is the way to leave a rating, obviously, just five stars, but you have to actually listen to the podcast. I believe it requires about five minutes of you listening to the podcast before you're allowed to leave a rating, which I find really great. So it kind of makes me think of I'm a reader, so I will go on to Goodreads if I'm using that, and find different ratings for and reviews for books that I'm reading. But books that haven't even come out yet can still get ratings and reviews. Sometimes those reviews are people who just don't like the author, which is really crummy. And so we don't want that to happen on places like Spotify. So you actually have to listen to the podcast for a few minutes and then leave your rating. Now on the review side, Spotify doesn't have that review availability right now. But it does have the option to leave a question, answer a poll on the episodes. So within each episode, you may see if you go to your podcasters.spotify.com dashboard, you can find that there are ways to add in fun questions to each of your episodes, kind of interactive ways to engage with your audience. If you are someone who uses something like Buzzsprout, for your podcast hosting, then you probably don't go into your Spotify podcast manager very often. But I think this is a really fun way, especially if your audience tends to be on Spotify, to engage with your audience. There's also a way to add polls. So I did this recently with the episode on whether it's important to have podcast ratings and reviews. And I said, how important do you feel ratings and reviews are? And so it lasts for, I want to say seven days the poll is open for. And it's only on that episode. So someone listens to the episode or they view the episode, then they can leave their response to that question. So it's really interesting that they've got these new updates on Spotify. And then they're coming out with some new ones as well that we'll talk through. But let's pause any questions on those things for Spotify specifically. Adjacent question. Can you give a quick reminder recap of where to go to find out where your listeners are coming from, just because it's poignant to what we're talking about right now? Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Great question. So there was the episode on podcast stats, but go to your podcast host and then you can go down to your podcast statistics and there should be a way to see where your audience is listening to your podcast whether that be through Apple Podcasts, which is usually a big one in the United States, maybe your web host, maybe you have the episode embedded into a blog post on your website. You can see how many people are listening through that. You can see if they're listening on maybe some of the smaller apps like Overcast and things like that. So yeah, that's one of the easiest and quickest ways to find your stats. And then from there, your podcast host isn't actually going to have a lot of information on the demographics within those apps. So you have to dig a little deeper 
which is why I think looking at these are so important to really getting a better understanding of your audience than just looking at your hosting stats. Okay. So you said the polls are up for about seven days. Does that go for any questions or any other of those features or is it just the polls that are kind of limited, time limited, I guess? Right now, that's just the polls, but it is important to know, and I didn't mention this, so I'm glad you went back to that because this is important as well. Anytime that someone leaves a comment on your episode, you actually have to say, yes, I want to publish this comment, which there's pros and cons to it, right? <laughs> so like, so like if we're looking at Apple Podcasts, if you get a bad review, it's up there, right? <laughs> as long as Apple approves it, you've got the bad review. On Spotify, you can kind of curate or maybe this person leaves a comment that is maybe a little more personal where they may not want it to be published. But you have the ability to either say whether you want that comment published or if you do not. And there is a way to moderate that based on what your preferences are. And is this just on mobile Spotify or desktop or both? I'm, I have a feeling it's just mobile. I think we talked about this. Yes. So this feature is currently only available on people's phones. So on mobile, the Spotify app. So you won't be able to go to your desktop and leave comments or even ratings on people's podcasts. It's only going to be on the app. So that's important to share with your audience as well. <laughs> Which I've, I I find kind of fascinating because personally, I'm a Spotify on the desktop listener. And so when you told me about this feature, I was like, oh, and I went and I was like, Alicia's lying to me. I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's I am someone who likes to look on both. So between the phone and the desktop, I will listen depending on whatever I'm listening to. But yeah, it's not available currently on desktop. They may change that in the future. But I know they put a lot of push to their app because they want people listening on those. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, So as we gear up for the 2023 wrapped, which you probably remember last year at the end of the year, there's all of everybody sharing the most things that they listen to, the podcasts they listen to. If you're a parent like me, it probably was skewed because you're listening to your kids' stuff. And it's like, I know I listened to, you know, 100 (laughs) hours of StoryBots music, but that's not me. I wasn't the one listening to it. (laughs) So... As we're gearing up as podcasters, there are some things that Spotify has said that we can do. They've listed four things. One of those things is only available to people who are using Anchor. So keep that in mind, but it is not a feature that is exclusive only to Anchor for podcasters to use. I'll explain as we get there. So the first thing is to personalize your show page. So when someone goes to your podcast page, And there's a way to add recommendations. So what other podcasts would you recommend that this person listen to if they like your show? This is great if you're someone who has multiple podcasts. So if maybe you have a personal one or you've got something that is business adjacent or adjacent to your topic that you're talking about, maybe it's someone that you are a podcast friend with and you have the availability to usually send people to them for business. So you're maybe a collaborative kind of partner. Those are the ones that you would want to recommend in that feature. So you would have to go to the Spotify for podcasters, which is podcasters.spotify.com. We'll make sure that we have links for that in the show notes. Go into your actual podcast 
go to the details tab and then scroll down to the host recommendations. Now there, it makes it super easy to search the podcast that you want. I went with two people that have been on my podcast multiple times and are going to be back on again. (laughs) So two friends that are podcasters where their content isn't necessarily taking away from my content, right? So I personally would not put another podcast about podcasting as a recommendation because I want people to learn from me. But there are other options, right? So Positively Living with Lisa Zarotny has more about the productivity side. That's great for my audience. Emily Aborn has content with character, which is also great for my audience. So those are ones that made sense for me. Quick question. Do the podcasts you want to recommend have to approve that? Or is it just an automatic, here, go find this thing? It's an automatic, and it just says more like this is the tab. That's what it's titled. And so you can choose whichever ones you want as long as they have a Spotify podcast. And you can only pick two. I don't know if this is super relevant, but if you don't fill in these recommended podcasts, will Spotify automatically fill in similar podcasts to you? I mean, I know that they have that kind of in the search anyway, but is it something that they're going to automatically kind of find that and fill that in for you? I don't know that they will. I'd be interested to see and kind of test that out, but I feel that they would because they want to try to keep you on the app as much as possible. This was just one of their recommendations is like, here, get ready for wrapped. And then people who are pushing your podcast or talking about your podcast, they're going to get those recommendations for these other shows that you enjoy. And from there, it doesn't have to be just podcast. So it can be podcast, it can be playlist, which is great if you're someone who has a playlist of episodes that you've been a guest on, which always recommend doing that for people albums or audiobooks. So you can if you maybe have an audiobook, you're an author and you have your audiobook on Spotify. That's another way that you can further get people involved in your content. So very interesting stuff. All right. So that is number one. The second way that they recommend to personalize your page is to link your social accounts. Now, this is the one that is only available through Anchor, but you can do this on your own podcast hosting platform. So we use Buzzsprout here, and there are ways at the very top of your Buzzsprout hosting page. So mine is listenerstoleads.buzzsprout.com. At the very top, it has links to all of our social media as well as our website. Same thing. So it's just them saying, hey, this is one of our checklists. We recommend that you do this, but it's only available through us. It's not. (laughs) You can do this on other places as well, but it is a good idea. And just a good reminder, I think, to have those linked wherever you can. So that way, people who maybe are those background kind of They're kind of watching you, but they want to kind of stalk you a little bit before they get to know you. (laughs) Sarah's raising her hand. (laughs) I am totally like that, too. I like to know people first and kind of get to know them and understand what they're all about. So have those links to your socials. I think that's so, so important. Number three, and this is their second part. There's three and four of engaging with your audience. So the first one was to personalize your page. The second is engaging with your audience. So number three is create those Q&As and polls. Now going back to those Q&As, the automatic response and Q&A for your podcast, it's going to be on. You can turn this feature off. You don't have to have it for your audience if you don't want them to engage. But the automatic Q&A is, what did you think about this episode? I 
wanted to customize mine because I felt like that was too generic. And so I changed mine to what are your podcast questions? So this allows me to get very deliberate feedback from my audience rather than how do you feel about this episode? And then you can always add those polls in and you can do both. So I can have the Q&A up for the episode and I can also have a poll up. The polls are not automatic. Those are ones that you're going to have to go in and add, whereas the Q&As are automatic. We're clearly going into a era where there's going to be more discussion on podcast episodes and this is just the beginning. For those people that already have communities set up or areas where they prefer their community to go and ask these questions and have this conversation, do you think that this is going to be like problematic or just another obstacle to navigate to redirect those listeners to where they prefer to have that community? That is a great question. I think that it's really up to the person on how they want to go about this. I don't think that it can hurt though. So someone who's say I'm just finding a podcast for the first time and I want to interact in some way, the easiest way for me to do that is in the quickest way for me to do that without having to go search and find the community or find the Facebook group or the circle community or whatever to ask that question or to interact. And so I think that it can't hurt in having this availability. There's no way to have a back and forth conversation, which is why I think this does not replace those communities. But I think it is a starting point. And having that in your podcast, verbally saying, if you want to join in on the conversation, go to XYZ, let people know where to go. That can help as well. And not just leaving that for the end either. Having that throughout the episode can be really beneficial. So like using it as a stepping stone of like getting people to interact and then once they kind of are looking for more of that conversational back and forth, it's an easy way for them to join the community or join whatever platform podcast has. Yep. In your like professional opinion, looking at projecting, do you think it's going to shake out that way? Do you think it's going to be a valuable starting point of actual discussion? Or do you think it's going to start skewing towards the way of like untamed Apple reviews or like a YouTube comment section? I think it has the ability to get a little wild, but I think that if you're someone who is intentional with your podcast and intentional with the comments and really wants to make the most of this, it's just another way for people to give feedback on your episodes, right? And so just like any of the other comments you might get on your YouTube channel or your Instagram posts or whatever, you have to kind of take those <laughs> with a grain of salt and understand that not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to be, you know, excited. But yeah, and with YouTube's new changes to YouTube Music and Google Podcasts, we're not even going to go into that <laughs> today. But with them shifting <laughs> to that, sorry, guys, there's a lot there. That's another episode. <laughs> yes. With them shifting to that, I really do think they're going to have a lot of these commas and these features, especially since Spotify has this available to people. So I think it'll be interesting in the next year to see how that kind of shakes out. But I think it could have that impact. At this point, these questions don't impact your rating or how often you show up in someone's feed or how often you get impressions on Spotify, as far as I know. So I don't think that it's going to have that much of an impact in that sense. Like we see it with YouTube comments or the Apple podcast reviews. 
And I think that we should use it as more of a Q&A without the A. <laughs> it's really just a question of like, hey, what do you think? How is this episode? And then see what your audience says back. So the, my first initial reaction is for people who have, who have super engaged audiences who might have a lot of these questions and comments rolling in, what is an actionable like cadence for you to go in and have to like approve these where it's still manageable, but it's not taking up all your time or overwhelming? Like, what is your kind of advice on that? Yeah. So we do have one client where they are getting a lot of feedback for their episodes in this way because they have a large audience on Spotify. Now, they do have a feature. So if I go into my podcasters.spotify.com and I go into my interact tab, there is a click or a box that I can click that says only show episodes with new Q&A replies. And so that's really helpful. So you're not scrolling through you know, tens of episodes trying to find those. And so it'll only have those. You click on it and you can, you have to publish each one, one at a time, which is annoying. But as long as you go in there, I would say once a week, every other week, depending on how engaged you find that your audience is using this, then that should be perfectly fine. And most of it is for you. So where reviews are more for the listeners these are for the podcast hosts to get feedback and to have whatever questions they have answered by their audience. So it's a little different, I think, than, hey, I got to go in and I have to publish all of these. You could not publish them. And that's perfectly fine, too. I'm excited to see how this option and tool will change over time as, you know, the constant race between platforms doing cool things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in a year, we'll see, especially with YouTube podcasts and what their YouTube music, sorry, what they're trying to do. We'll see exactly where this kind of shakes out between the different platforms. All right. Number four is of engaging with your audience is publishing those listener responses. I don't know how this is going to show up in the raft. And I'm curious to see if it ends up being where people who leave comments get their comments somewhere in their wrapped of like this podcaster published your comment or you commented on this episode about XYZ. So I'm interested to see why they push that as the publishing the listener responses and if it's going to show up in the 2023 wrapped specifically. Sidebar, when it happens, because I don't know when it happens, it would be really interesting to have another mini-sode or something just about Spotify wrapped itself, because it didn't even occur to me until now that podcasters will have mm -hmm. a wrapped related to their show. Yeah, last year was the first time they did a wrapped for podcasters. So before that, it was okay. only if you were an artist. Now, not only can the listeners have a wrapped, but the podcasters can as well. It'll, it'll say you showed up in the top 10% of podcasts in the United States. You published this amount of episodes. This is what your engagement is like. And you can pick and choose what that wrapped looks like at the end and kind of like tailor it to the big ones of whatever you liked about that. Do you remember when that comes out? Usually it comes out around December. I want to say early December. Yeah, I think they kind of roll out in stages just because there's so many. Yeah. So many. Everybody loves sharing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Everybody wants to share <laughs> I know. It. When it happens, I'm always like, I haven't gotten mine yet. Why does everybody else have theirs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Traumatic. 
I'm also very curious as to like how the Spotify wrapped, what you should do as a podcaster and how to take that information and factor it into like your planning for Q1 of next year, planning out your next year's goals, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's important to not use platform specific stats in tailoring your goals. And the reason I say this is because a lot of people will use Apple Podcast stuff at, or even listen notes scores or listen notes ratings as like the end all be all. And while it can be fun to say I'm a top 2% podcaster in the world because listen notes said it, I don't trust listen notes. I've said this before, <laughs> but you can use that and say that. But I don't know that I would use that as a goal setting strategy. And so we'll definitely link back to the episode where I talk about setting achievable podcast goals. And it's probably an episode that we need to revisit early next year to really clarify what those goals can actually look like for people and how to achieve them based on what the goals are. So yes, we're talking about these ratings and these reviews, but if getting ratings and reviews from your ideal clients, is that really the goal here? Or is the goal to turn your listeners into leads? You really have to be clear on that. And you can have multiple goals at once. You just need to prioritize which one you're going to focus on and make sure that your content lines up with that. That is everything for the Spotify kind of stats, understanding their rating and review system, and then what they're expecting for the 2023 wrapped. Apple Podcasts, we are not going to get into too much information because it's pretty straightforward with what their expectations are and but there are some resources that you can use if you are someone who is looking for more ways to get reviews. Now, we gave some of those last week, but I did not mention the person who came up with Podmatch and Pod Talks, which is an event that we enjoy going to, as well as the Pod Pros community, is Pod Lottery. A lot of pod there. <laughs> pod Lottery. <laughs> and this is only available on iPhone. So keep that in mind which is why I have not pushed it because I have not used it at all. So I want to clarify that ahead of time. But it is a way to say, all right, I'm going to leave ratings and reviews for the winners of today. And that means that I get more chances of me being a winner of the day and people leaving reviews on mine. So it is a very basic lottery system. So if you are putting a dollar in and then you get a chance to potentially win the pot. Same thing. Sarah, Jess, you look like you have questions. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I still don't entirely understand the concept. So you're getting a chance to rate random podcasts i'm so okay. sorry i don't understand <laughs> so the how pod lottery works is that you set up your account and let them know what your podcast is then you start listening and leaving reviews for other shows for the picks of that day which allows you to earn more of a chance to show up on that list of what the picks are for that day yeah. So it's the podcasts that are available that day for you to be leaving reviews and stuff on. It's curated by Pod Lottery. It's not like a random thing or like you can go find any podcast ever. They're, they're curating that list. As far as I know, and it's the algorithm that is picking it. Is there guidelines around you have to know somewhat about this 
podcast or about this, the content that they're putting out or the host or anything like that before leaving the review? Or is it just, here's the lineup, say nice things about them? So one of the frequently asked questions for pod lottery, and I'm saying this because I have not used it, right? So like, I'm just basing this information off of me understanding the other platforms that this person has created and trusting those to this being a potential way to it's kind of their idea of like share the wealth and share the reviews. So one of the frequently asked questions is how do you ensure that someone listens and reviews shows when they say they do? So they're using Apple's APIs. And they're automatically doing regular audits of each member and the reviews that they claim that they've left. Now, they also make sure that their audits include that it is a thoughtful and unique review. So it's not just, I listened to this episode and that was nice. Like you actually have to put forth a little bit of effort and make it a little unique. And they're they're watching out for bots too, it sounds like, in doing that. So that's good. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better about it because at face value, it seems so... Kind of too good to be true. Yeah. And like we're getting away from the authenticity of podcasting and reviews. Mm -hmm. But it kind of gives the vibe of like for like, share for share purchasing that kind of thing like it i'm not saying that's what it is at all it's just like at first listen you're like yeah that's that feels a little too good to be true but it's nice to know they have things in place to actually keep it being a human-centered platform because in today's world ai and bots and all of that it's it's very quick to jump to that yeah exactly so I think it's a cool option for people who are using iphones and want to get more reviews and going back to what we just said, does it actually align with your values, with your goals of the podcast? And are these reviews actually valuable to you? So sure, Apple might be like, oh, wow, that's valuable information about this show. But is it valuable for you to get listens, to get reviews from people who are not going to continue to listen to your podcast? That's something you need to consider for yourself. I can't tell you either way. Sorry. If you book a strategy session, I can tell you whether you should or not. But (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, I can't tell you whether that aligns with your goals. You're going to have to decide that for yourself. All right. So that pretty much wraps up the conversation for today. If there's any other questions, then we can answer those. But I think we're good. What do you think? I don't think I have anything else. I think we we covered a lot of ground very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for listening. Jess, Sarah, thank you for joining me and asking great questions. So I didn't kind of bulldoze through (laughs) my own thoughts. I'm like, this is what we're talking about. Very good questions. If you guys have additional questions as listeners, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at alicia.galati. And I would be happy to answer that on a future episode or even in my DMs. I get people asking me questions all the time. So please send me a question. Happy to answer it. And if there was something in here that maybe didn't make sense or you would like more information on, then we can definitely do another episode on it in the future. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. 
And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy. 